Hey everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm your host Matt Rossi. What happened there, man? With me this week are my two fantastic and hopefully easier at talking than me co-hosts, uh, Liz Harper and Joe Perez. I was um, told there would be no tests and that there wouldn't be no barrier to entry. I have been lied to. I don't have to. I don't want to have to speak well. Hi. I didn't say you had to speak well. I just said you'd speak better than that. I don't think that's a high bar to clear. But uh, a lot of stuff going on this week, actually, a ton of stuff, some of which is really, really a lot of stuff is Hearthstone. So Liz, in order so Liz doesn't have to talk continuously, we're going to talk about various things and we're going to try and jump back and forth between Hearthstone. We're going to open with some Hearthstone, though, because the um, Rise of the Hill Street, is that what it's called? March of the Lich King? March of the Lich King. March of the Lich King, yes. Expansion was announced, uh, complete with, amongst other things, the Death Knight class finally added as a play in class with a deck that you can play in Hearthstone, as opposed to the last time they did it. Um, I don't remember what the name of that one was. It was like Ice Crown something. Um, wow, I've totally forgotten. Now that you've posed that question to me, it's completely slipped my mind. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's but- like the moment you need to recall that information, it vanishes. You mean uh, the Knights, Knights of, of the, the Frozen, Frozen Throne? Throne? Yes. Knights yeah. of the Frozen Throne. In that yep. expansion, we had Death Knights, but they weren't a playable they weren't a playable deck they were just added to various heroes became death knight versions themselves so this time it's different liz go ahead and tell us how it's different (laughs) Uh, so instead of having hero cards where in uh in knights of the frozen throne you had hero cards that you could play that would transform your hero into a death knight now there is just a death knight class with its own death knight cards and its own hero power uh you know who the hero has, is yet it's arthas of course it's arthas it's lich king arthas i'm tired of arthas and the other day uh, phil was saying in chat maybe it was maybe it was someone else someone was saying in chat that uh who should who should the alternate death knight heroes be and i'm like anyone but arthas and they're like no it's arthas uh I'm See, done. Now, I'm done. Let's give us something interesting. I tell you right now, though, they, that the only good thing about it being Arthas is that they eventually will do a card where it's Arthas. <laughs> the puppy. There, I okay, wish. They're already there. Already is an Arthas card, though. Arthas the yeah. puppy is a just, card in Hearthstone, and they'll just bring that over and and also have it be like you know special hero Arthas, you know King <laughs> Lich King Arthas, and he'll just be like woof. With that reverb. I can't do the reverb. I'm sorry, but I'll be like, woof. And wah, 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 wah. Um, oh, who's who's uh, the frozen belly? Who's got a frozen belly? You do, Arfis. I'm a good puppy. Sorry, that's not the, that's not what's happening. So I just segued off into my own weird dog thing. Anyway, so how does the, do we know what the Death King, the Death Knight power is? Do we know? What do we know um, about them? Yes, they have a power called Ghoul Charge, which summons a 1 1 ghoul with charge that dies at the end of the turn. Now, we already have a couple of heroes that can summon minions as their hero power. Paladins uh, summon uh, uh, Knights of the Silver Hand to help them out, one-ones. And shamans summon totems of all different sorts, kind of on par with this power level. But in this case, it's it's a one-one with charge, so it can attack immediately, but then it dies at the end of the turn. So it's it's kind of an interesting twist on powers we've seen before. It's kind of an interesting variation on the paladin power. So it, it's kind of this echo on the paladin, thinking of Arthas as a former paladin, except instead of calling Knights of the Silver Hand to help fight by his side, he is raising these ghouls who are briefly alive. 
collapse dead. So I think it's really interesting. All he needs is a can of silver spray paint. Then they, they could be knights of this overhand too. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, they've also set up the storyline of this particular expansion is that the scourge scourge is attacking. Uh, uh, <laughs> why am I totally? We're we're all a little loopy today. I don't know why because it's a Wednesday afternoon, and you would think I would be lucid, but it's just not happening. Yeah, lucidity's uh, overrated. <laughs> So the Scourge is attacking Silvermoon City, and you kind of have this, uh, like, Blood Knights theme going on, and you have, it, it's really interesting, kind of going back to this sort of time, and of course, Hearthstone timeline isn't exactly Warstone, uh, Warcraft timeline. See, I, I want to see Hearthcraft and Warstone now. <laughs> they should totally do a crossover. Do a crossover. The expansion will be I called World of Warstone Hearthcraft. It, it. It's already a crossover. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of is cross continue crossing. Hearthstone is just like Warcraft remixed. So, tell me you wouldn't uh, want to go see the Mean Streets of Gadgets and in WoW. Come on. I would love to do that. So, so you'd have like we'd have zones that were based on like the the hub area will just be like a, a traveling caravan with a Hearthstone dealer and then when you go <laughs> in and talk to them, they send you to various zones that are basically just the ones from the Hearthstone expansions. What I'm hearing so you is could go to the Witchwood. You could go to the like Mean Streets of Gadgets in. You could chase after the Legion of Bad and try and keep them from stealing Dalaran, but they totally steal Dalaran while you are on it. <laughs> what I'm hearing is bring back scenarios, you cowards. <laughs> I could just that could just be you know I could just have like a sign that I held up that said that. I mean yeah that's that's pretty much always. But yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I keep derailing you, Liz. Um, so, I have either of you seen the trailer for this expansion? No, I, I haven't yet, actually. Okay, so this is like my favorite thing any Blizzard developer company has ever made is this trailer for Hearthstone because it's uh, Liadrin beating up Arthas, and it's just like this magnificent. That everything explains good. why Liadrin is is the yes. Liadrin is trending yes. trending again. Okay. Yes, so she's like, it's this beautifully animated short uh, that uh, Corey actually was comparing to Arcane. Kind of, he felt it had a really similar art style. And it's just Liadrin like wailing on Arthas and just, it's pure. It's everything that I want out of a paladin class fantasy. You're breaking out the wings. You're hurling balls of holy light. You're smashing him with the sword. And of course, because it's, meant to advertise the new death knight class it's kind of it really looks like arthas is winning in the end but i'm i'm here i'm on board for liadrin that's what i'm here in this expansion for but uh death knights death knights are a really interesting class because they add a new mechanic we haven't seen before called runes and y'all may remember the early death knights they have they had runes as a resource and yep, in yeah, the variation of this in Hearthstone, you have uh, Frost, Unholy, and Blood Runes, just like you originally did way back when. And different Death Knight cards will have different runes on them. And so when you set up your deck, you say, okay, I want my deck to be, you have three rune slots in a deck, and you can say, okay, I want my deck to be three Unholy Runes, and that's my deck. That means that you can add uh, special Unholy cards that have up to three runes. Each card can have a certain number of runes. So like you could have a card that has one unholy rune and you could add it to your deck if your deck has one unholy rune. Or you could have a card that has three unholy runes and you can only add it to your deck if your deck also has three. So 
it like adds this extra dimension. And each of these, of course, you know, unholy has its focus. Frost has its focus. Blood has its focus. They kind of have a different direction. But you're sort of setting your direction initially and kind of plugging in some really specific limitations on your deck building by picking those runes up front. And it's it's a really interesting idea. I'm curious to see how it's going to play out in the long run and how it's going to feel. And particularly, yeah. how is it going to feel compared to other classes which don't have anything like this? I'm looking this at, like, be... thinking about it right now. Um, one of the things you might have to decide is, do I want to to aim for a big three rune card? Yeah, exactly. Or do I want to like be like have one, 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 so I can play with a lot of the low tier cards? Or do I want to try and go two in one and that way I'll have a few of the like lower tier ones, but then I'll have like I'll have two a two frost card could be used. There's a right. there's some flexibility to it, which is really interesting to me as a guy who doesn't play Hearthstone. I'm like, mm, that's interesting. I just watched that trailer by well by the way because I wanted to see it. And Leadra is using the starter sword from the Blood Elf starting area. The two hander you get, I think every paladin who ever leveled through it had it. The 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 big red sword. Yeah, that's the one she's using. So that was that's a callback. I mean, it, I, I know feels, that I'm I'm the one going. Okay, you know, I know how to make this. I can make her outfit. I, that was pretty much I, what I was doing. It's Hearthstone uses all kinds of references to Warcraft, and it's fun that you can go in and just see all of these things echoed. I know I had a conversation with uh, Ben Hearthstone, who's someone in the Hearthstone community on Twitter about some of the shaman totems because there's a one of the shaman totems is a Draenei totem. And he was saying, this doesn't look like a totem. What is this? What is this? That's not a totem. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a totem for this specific class in World of Warcraft. But if you don't play World of Warcraft, you would have no idea. And this does not look anything like a totem. Yeah, so sometimes I have to remind myself that yeah. I have to remind myself that people play Hearthstone that have never played Warcraft before. Exactly. Exactly. But you can tell the people who make Hearthstone and make the cards are huge Warcraft fans. And you get all of those callbacks and just really interesting, fun stuff going on. Okay. Uh, at this point, we are going to talk about something else for a little bit to give Liz a chance to, you know, drink some water. <laughs> and uh, first off, I'm going to mention the the Wow 12 month subscription thing. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I did see that. Basically, it's they took the six month subscription thing and everything that you can get from that, and they added even more stuff and said, okay, pay us for 12 months and you get all this this other stuff. Um, I am. I've gotten because I know so many people at World of Warcraft, like on the on the team for a while there. I've I'm paid till 2025 off free. Oh, you lucky! Yeah. <laughs> so I'm lucky, but I'm also not going to sign up for a 12 month sub. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is because um, they'll charge me now. No, they yeah, won't. They do. They won't. They, they, they do. They do. They do. Because when charge I you now when I did I, that, I thought I, they didn't. Yeah, I they signed do. up. I, I fell into the trap. I signed up yesterday. I am paid up for the next three months, and I was billed immediately Oof. $168. Oof. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it, it, that's fine and dandy, and I, I'm not necessarily saying they shouldn't do that, be, whatever. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, a I, I don't, it's a lot to come out in one chunk for me. Uh, yeah. Especially I when, again, I, I've, I'm paid till like, 2025. So it's like, um, yeah, okay. So it's like isn't it like 155 US right now? It's uh, uh, at least for me it was 168 after taxes. Okay, yeah, and see like that would go up because I am in Canada and our our dollar is weak against the US right now. So yeah, it would be like 250 here. So I uh, yeah no not doing that. But 
I do think the uh, a lot of people wanted the 12 month sub thing. So, you know, hey, if you wanted it, cool. I'm glad you got it because it does give you a discount. It's cheaper um, to get a 12 month than it is to pay month by month, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct, but it's a little strange. Like paying month to month is the most expensive. And then you can pay, I believe, in a three month increment, which costs less, mm-hmm. and then a six month increment, which costs even less. And the 12 month does not cost any less than the six month. It just gives you a pile of mounts on top of that. Which I mean, come on, World of Warcraft players. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we are. We we want them. We want them. Yeah, the one that I saw is there's a big Murloc. It is a yes. Murloc that you can ride on, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Gronling, but it's a Murloc. Um, yes, it's huge. It's huge and, like, horrifying. It's this special kind of horrifying. And there's like a, isn't there a beetle? There's a beetle. I love the beetle. It has, like, this weird flying animation with its little beetle wings. It's great. I'm, yeah, I'm down for, you know, beetle wings that fly. It looks, it looks like a stag beetle type thing. Actually, it looks like a rhinoceros beetle. It's got a really cool nose thing going on. So, yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, I, I won't be getting it because, again, I don't, don't have the 250 to drop on this right now. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're going to see if they're ever going to, like, people don't know if they're ever going to put these up on the store. And that's something people are talking about. It's like, you know, right now, the only way to get them is to get the 12 months up. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, for if that's something you want to do, cool. But that's that's the way that works out. Um, they I don't also know. go ahead. They also teased another mount, a rabbit mount for Year of the Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. There's know. a little screen of it. That'll yeah, yeah. So that's probably going to be showing up soon because who would not want to ride a rabbit around? I think that's going to be pretty great. Also, yes. Uh, there's also a WoW Classic mount. Uh, it's some kind of Drakey deal. Uh, I can't tell. Like I, I don't, re- don't remember it from actual, you know, Wrath of the Lich King. No, it's new. Yeah, but so there's that too. If you, you know, if you're playing mostly for for WoW Classic, you can get a fancy mount for for the Wrath Classic servers as well. And it's it's a cool looking little Drake mount. Um, nothing against it. I'm just I'm not a big mount person. I got like the mounts I wanted a long time ago. So I'm sitting here going, yeah, I'm good. I got a disc and I got <laughs> Mimiron's head, and I, I that's pretty much all I need. I, I'm the guy that actually spent this Halloween past the the Hollow's End t- t- period of time running for the mount, only to remember that I had the mount already <laughs> for several years, in fact, and just forgot that I had it. And it's it's not the first time I've done that because every year I do Brewfest, and every year <laughs> I remember halfway through Brewfest that I already have both the Ram and the Kodo. So why am I doing this again? Oh, right. I have no reason to be doing this. And then I stop. But it happens every year. Every year I run Brewfest for like a week and going, ah, dang, Mount won't drop. And then I'm like, one day I hit my random button and I'm on a Kodo. And I'm like, oh, right. I have that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, I'm not the guy to talk to, but I'm looking at this Murloc. And man, if I had the money, I would buy this just for the Murloc because he's, he's chunky. He's a chunky Murloc, guys. He doesn't just look like a normal Murloc. He's got a throat pouch. He's he's all bulk, rig, big red hands. This dude, he is perfect. He is the perfect Murloc. I want all Murlocs to look like this from now on. He looks like a like a deep sea Murloc. I, I just I really like this guy. Anyway, so yes, um, that's happening. That's cool. Do you want to talk about something else, or do you want to go straight into more Hearthstone? Talk about something else. Pick a okay. topic. Uh, let's talk about rated solo shuffle. 
because that's something we talked about last week on the site, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast. Basically in, in Shadowlands near like the last patch, uh, I I believe it was during the uh, Sepulchre, the first ones, Zareth Mortis patch. uh, So 9.1, they released a thing like a brawl called solo shuffle, which allows you as a independent player to basically queue up for a random heroic, like you, you not random heroic, sorry, random arena where it's you uh, and it's like a healer and I think two DPS versus a healer and two DPS. So it's like three versus three, but it's completely randomized in order to keep the uh, team comps from getting like, you know, Oh, well your death Knight just zoned into a fight with another death Knight and a, and a Holy Paladin. And unfortunately for the, you know, resto shaman and two uh, monks that he got, yeah, that, that comp's not going to help. And the death Knights are going to destroy them. Um, in order for that not to happen, this the solo shuffle literally shuffles who you're with. So the, the two healers that are in will eventually be on a squad with every single DPS in there. All four of them will eventually be on a squad with each of the healers and so forth. And it goes in six rounds. There are six characters and there are six rounds, which shuffle every time. So, so you don't keep fighting the same group. You just, you get a different group for each for lack of word chapter of the shuffle. And in order to make sure that this doesn't take 25 to 30 minutes, they have like a sudden death period and various other changes so that the matches last about two, three minutes and then somebody wins and then you switch. It's interesting. And by itself, it was a fun brawl, but not, not particularly consequential. But now as of the Dragonflight pre-patch, and I know for sure, I, I'm saying the dra- as of the Dragonflight pre-patch, but I haven't actually tested it out yet. But I know for sure that in Dragonflight, this will be a viable form of rated PvP. Yeah. Where you can queue randomly, get solo shuffle, and you will get your own unique rating. Uh, Joe, have you kept up with it at all? Because you, you spoke up. Yeah, it's one of those things where like a player response to this is, is pretty positive across the board. Because... Uh, as a, a younger me, I used to PvP a lot, and I actually had a uh, pretty lengthy rated arena like uh, career, I guess you would say, at one point, uh, where you know not just raiding, but I would take my shaman and do all sorts of mean and nasty things to 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 people as a shaman inside of like rated arenas with my twos partner. Uh, but I haven't had time because that that's a whole dedicated thing. That's a thing that takes as much or more time than raiding to like have a team put the time together, get good with somebody or a group of people. And then, you know, throw in there, this is taking what would be a big time investment and reducing it to something exceptionally more manageable, allowing you to find people that are in the same situation as you are not necessarily have to worry about it and putting everybody on the same equal footing by when what they're doing, this is just a net win, like across the board for anybody who's interested in PVP or used to be interested in PVP and wanted to do like rated arenas and things like that. Like it is, it is phenomenal. Uh, I think it is really great. I think it's going to be a ton of fun and it's probably going to be something that I partake in quite a bit. Yeah, the things I thought were interesting was that first up, it's going to actually do your rating by specialization. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in that, let's, let's use Liz as an example. Liz is a holy paladin primarily, so if Liz mm-hmm. decided to do this, she'd get a rating attached to her holy paladin spec, and gear that she picked up would be for her holy paladin, which would mean it would be accented towards healing. Uh, whereas if she wanted to then hit people with a hammer, 
I mean, not just the way that holy paladins do, but like literally just wander around <laughs> hitting people with a, with a hammer. If she wanted to go yeah, ret. Multitask. Yeah. If, if she wanted to go ret, her rating would not go to that. And the gear that she could buy for ret wouldn't be based on that rating. She'd actually have to get a different rating. There's even an achievement based on if you get, like for most classes, all three of your specs get a decent rating. Um, you'll actually get an, a special achievement where it's it's got a, its own title based on the fact that you can actually do all three or four in the case of druids, which oof, boy, I mean, havoc of course havoc and uh, vengeance but, demon hunters are like, yay, we can get that title in two in two moves. But I mean, but that's super good, that's, right? That's yeah, no, I think it's interesting. Uh, the other thing that they've done is they're making it basically in addition to the the changes that make it go faster. Uh, the the goal here is to keep people like you don't want people to to like lock in and you don't want people to like bail immediately and throw everything off. So they've really focused on the deserted debuff aspect of it, and they basically if you take off on a team, it doesn't mess up your team. Like the team doesn't get screwed over because you decided you just didn't want to do six matches and and lose six times because you know it, you don't have technically speaking all six people in the match are effectively on a team because at some point you will be fighting against and fighting alongside all of these people the only people who will never be grouped up together are the healers um all of the dps will will do a group will, will be with both healers um the, the healers themselves will the only ones who will never be on a team with each other so it's interesting uh, how do you feel about that? Like that aspect of it? Do you think that's a good move? Do you think that healers should kind of be rotated more, maybe even team up with each other against like all DPS or something? Like, no, think? never. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying, I was trying so hard to get Joe to say yes to that because man, it would be funny. No, we did that once. <laughs> Sorry, this go ahead. It's also going to be, it's also going to be interesting in this new world of talent trees, because for example, all, I actually, I think almost all healers can pick up an interrupt now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so healers have a lot more options when you're just a heal in a PvP situation. You're I just imagine have- each healer interrupting the other healer. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's the counter spell thing all over again. I mean, that's just back and forth. Interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. I mean, that's such a big deal in PvP. So it that really be, is. Yeah. It adds a new dimension for better or worse. Two blood elf, two blood elf paladins. Oh my god, they got like three interrupts now. But yeah, yeah. so that's that's coming, uh, or technically it's here, but I don't think it's. I don't know if it's rated yet. I haven't had a chance to look. Honestly, I've been just running around trying to get my characters like to level so I can be ready for the get the uh, expansion. I'm really looking forward to the uh, actual event. Get a chance to to get characters geared up. But at this point, unfortunately for Liz, we're gonna have to toss oh, no. her back in the back in the Hearthstone Wilds because there's much more to talk about. Uh, do you do, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the Jailer and Bar- and Hearthstone Battlegrounds? Um, you I, want to talk about I mean, what? I guess just talk about everything else <laughs> because March of the Lich King is coming as an expansion on December sixth. But all of this or most of this other stuff is already here, rolled out in a patch this week. Is live as you are listening to this. Um. And there's so much. So there's so there's the battle. undead minion type, right? That's new. Okay, that one, that's new, but that's part of the expansion. I've kind of mixed all of my notes together here. <laughs> I apologize Sorry. for anyone trying to understand me right now, including my lovely co-hosts. Why, thank <laughs> <Just> you. Little- 
<laughs> so yes, the jailer is coming to Battlegrounds as a new hero. Um, I'm not, I'm not really feeling this one. I don't know that he doesn't feel like a powerful hero to me, but that could just be his hero power. Gives a minion plus one, plus one for one coin. And that upgrades every time nine minions die. That just feels like it's going to be slow to build though. Perhaps, I mean, perhaps that's going to snowball really fast and you'll have like gigantic minions, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's some minion changes going on, kind of your regular sort of shuffle whenever they do a Battlegrounds updates. There's some new minions. There's a new dragon that I think has been kind of fun to play. I was playing a little earlier. Uh, a 0-3 that gains one attack whenever it's uh, whenever it's attacked. So I think that's kind of a a neat take and uh, just a, a little dragon. There. But it's a whole it's a whole pile of changes. Check out the patch notes if you want to know all the details. Because even with all this talking I'm doing here, there's too much to list individually. Do you mind if I jump in and ask you a question specifically about the task system? Go. So you said, it says here uh, that all tasks are available at all times. So instead of it being like the way it was before, where you like, okay, I guess I'll do that because it's what I can do. You can just do anything. Is that correct? that's, That's for Hearthstone mercenaries. And the thing is that each mercenary has their own like, quest chain, like this long list of tasks that you do mm-hmm. to earn coins for that mercenary. And so it used to be that they would be random every day. You would get a random selection. And then it was, then they changed it. So you would get, it was a random selection, but after you finished like task one for Anduin, you would automatically get task two. So it was random, but it wasn't totally random. So and like now for when you were doing it, you could continue to do it. Yes, once you st- once it randomly showed up, you could keep working on it until you finished it. But now every every mercenary's task chain is available anytime. So it's like it doesn't matter what team you're playing, what composition you're playing, you can work on quests for the for the mercenaries you're you want to play, which has always been really annoying because you'd come up with these weird mercenary teams based on the tasks you had to do today, and it just, this is going to make it a lot easier to level and advance mercenaries. It's a really big change and a really good one. Uh, mercenary mode is also getting another thing, which they're calling Renown, yeah, which is just, that's just kind of confusing because we've got Renown in Warcraft and this is totally different, definitely nothing like that at all whatsoever. Basically, you get coins for each specific mercenary, right? And that's how you advance them. But eventually you run out of things to spend those coins on. There's only so many coins that you need to max out a mercenary. And then you can keep getting those coins because you're awarded them randomly. (laughs) And so you can just build up coins and coins and coins that you can never, ever, ever, ever spend, which is, that is so much fun. That's, uh, yeah. (laughs) But now you can take those coins you're never going to spend and convert them to renown, which you use to buy coins that you will spend, which is an excessively complicated system, but better than the one we have right now. So, so wait, wait a minute. Can I ask a question yeah. about that? Go. Uh, I'm assuming this doesn't convert one for one. Like if you have a coin you don't need and you turn it in, you don't actually get a full coin amount, or is it straight just a straight up swap? So each coin is like coins have a rarity mm-hmm. and the exchange rate is different for the rarity. So you're going to have common mercenary coins and uh, epic and, you know, there's a whole tier. So I don't gotcha. I don't know if it's exactly one to one, but the conversion is based on the 
level of the mercenary, kind of the the rarity of the mercenary. Alrighty. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, like the battle bash thing? Um. Yes, battlegrounds. In addition to getting the jailer hero and some new minions and some shuffling, is has a new battle bash event, which I admittedly don't entirely understand it. It is basically just kind. It's kind of a loot box thing. You have this kind of selection of random rewards and it's shown on a screen and you go in with a hammer and like you bash one open and you get a random reward. Except the thing is you have to pay Blizzard $10 to start getting random rewards, which you earn by placing top four in Battlegrounds. So for each top four win in Battlegrounds, you get one hammer, which you can randomly bash something open. And uh, you need to get like seven or eight top four finishes to get all the rewards so it's one of those i mean do you have to pay and do the top reward yes yes you do you do not earn anything without paying you get one free bash and then after that you have to pay them ten dollars and then play enough to unlock everything else can you at least use like in-game currency that you convert to like ten dollars or is it just straight up ten bucks it's ten bucks wow okay uh, so it feels it feels like a weird addition. I mean, they haven't monetized Battlegrounds really well, but this just it feels it feels like a weird fit. It, just, I, it feels I, an awful lot like, hey, remember 2017? <laughs> Here it is. I've I've joked that Hearthstone feels like 10 games in a trench coat. Well, it also feels like 10 monetization systems in a trench coat because any kind of video game monetization system you can think of. It's in Hearthstone in some way or another, in some place or another. Well, um, that's, that's kind of freaky. Um, <laughs> trying to get anything else here. There's the quest me, UI. Go ahead. Let me let me hit the last big thing. Uh, there is now a new uh, user interface for events, which previously they just sort of crammed events into the quest interface, like on top of all of the other quests. And now it has its own special interface that like, explains what the event is which is something we've never had before interestingly enough and has its own little menu for quest and it tells you what all the rewards are it kind of makes it look like a battle pass thing you know there's a list of rewards along the bottom and you do x y and z to earn more rewards it's uh, a more streamlined system you know it makes it fits in like with everything else it makes sense as opposed to previously when quests would randomly pop up for events and you didn't know when they were going to pop up or what they would give you, just they were there. So I think there are a lot of good things here. I'm still a little confused about the battle bash thing, but overall, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff in Hearthstone. Nice. Okay. Um, and you'll notice we actually managed to talk a little bit so Liz could get air. And, and, <laughs> and now we're going to talk about World of Warcraft again because there's some things here that Liz pulled up for us. The stamina change is interesting. Um so if I'm understanding this, based on the forum post, they've increased player stamina by 40%, which theoretically buffs health by a you know a similar amount. And they're buffing damage from mobs by 40% as well to make healing feel less powerful out I, in the world. Uh, I don't understand what's happening with this. Uh, I mean, I, I this is kind of a mixed bag. It felt it sounds like from the forum post that they felt like healing was a little too strong and like mitigation wasn't impactful enough. So they've uh, so they've buffed enemy damage, but they've also buffed everyone's health so that you don't have damage so high that it's going to one shot people and no one has time to respond. Like 
if you have big, big damage that's going to be so dangerous that it's just going to one-shot players, then uh, you don't have time to hit your mitigation buttons. Healers don't have time to cast anything, and that's not fun. So they buffed health as well. Oh, I've also heard a buzz that now healing feels kind of weak. So we're going to have to see just how this all balances out in the end. This, yeah, I think... Go ahead, Joe. This nukes my mastery. I am useless. <laughs> I'm I'm I like I'm not saying that lightly, right? My my mastery like as a wrestler shaman is based off of missing health. If those health pulls are larger now because the stamina is larger, even if damage goes up, it's a diminishing return for me. It almost completely invalidates uh, if I'm doing the napkin math right, that's like a 22-23% decrease in the effectiveness of my my mastery. Like I understand what they're trying to do, but man that feels bad. <laughs> like i'm just thinking about that that's just no <laughs> i don't like it yeah i mean looking at it the actually looking at the post that kyvax made um the covenant renown rank deepening bond that increased player stamina by 10 percent to offset the power gains of covenant abilities uh i was looking at like the idea of taking it up to 40 percent feels high at level 70 keep in mind that you won't be seeing this at level 60 this is at level 70 everything's up by 40 percent it feels like they should maybe uh, use this wheat month they have left on the beta to test, say, at 20% before they go up to 40. I'm sure they have internal tests. I mean, I'm not, I am positive they have been testing, but I feel like they have possibly missed the scale of this. Like 40% is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of back in, like, back at the end of Burning Crusade when Druid tanks were just, they were like killing healers to heal because it was just so much health and with some radiance, they weren't dodging anything. So they were just taking it all to the face and your healer just basically had to be able to like keep your yo-yo from hitting the floor basically with your tank. And it was just harder with, with Druids because they only had dodge. That was basically it. They didn't have anything else. Uh, I don't know, considering how guardian Druids are doing and we should talk about guardian Druids here um, following that up. Uh, Guardian Druids got a look as well. I am not Which, sure if any of these changes are good. Looking at um, them, I I asked Corey if they were good, bad, or indifferent, and he told me yes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I think this is like the more things change, the Liz, more they stay the same. Liz and I are going to be raining uh, later on tonight. Uh, as of the time of this recording, and I guarantee you that Corv is going to have opinions on this one. <laughs> Well, quite frankly, I mean, good. Uh, I want to hear more about how druids are going to do as tanks in this expansion because I am still looking at my possible alts, and I do have a druid I could get up. So this is definitely some, some news I want. I do know that I'm not going to be playing my Enhancement Shaman, though. Uh, wow, yeah. 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 <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. Joe, you start first, and then I'll come in. Uh, yeah, so apparently Enhancement Shaman just got a 25% damage reduction across the board. Why? I want the numbers to back that up. Because, yeah, I'd like, like to know. That, I mean... What were they doing that was was so out of, like, that much? That makes no at, sense like, to me. Look at, like, in the same post where you've got all damage dealt reduced by 25% and Enhancement. Before that, we have Elemental. Lightning bolt damage increased by 10%. Chain lightning damage increased by 10%. Lava burst damage increased by 18%. Flame shock damage increased by 10%. Frost shock damage increased by 10%. I'm this continues. 
pretty much every damaging ability they have went up by 10% in elemental ex- except for chain for uh lava burst which went up to 18%. Yep. So you could basically just say uh elemental got a 10% damage buff and sh- and enhancement got a 25% damage nerf. Now I I didn't play an sh- enhancement shaman much on the beta. So for all I know they were wandering around destroying everything they touched with like you know the power I, of a god. So that that's that's why it's confusing to me and that's why I would love to see some numbers on this and maybe a discussion a little bit because again that's a pretty big swing uh because like I did do a little enhancement shaman on the beta and it didn't feel like overly powerful. I I didn't feel like I was like struggling but I also didn't feel like I was one-shotting things like the old days of Wind Fury and Hand Hand of Ragnaros. Like it wasn't anything even remotely close to that. So I'm very curious what the reasoning behind it is. Yeah, of I course. mean, go ahead. One one thing happening is they have been doing Mythic Plus testing on the beta, so you may see maybe at max level with good gear there was something that was scaling out of control. What I've read about that change is that. Enhancement was a little was on the high side, but this is a big nerf. This well, is a, this here, is so much. Here's my counterpoint to this, and and I've said this for years. If everything you are balancing on the classes is based off of ultra high end content, it, yeah, that's true. You are doing it wrong, and I feel very confident in saying that because here's the here's the fact of the matter: most players aren't going to play a whole lot of Mythic Plus. Most players aren't going to mythic raid. And if you're catering to only those groups in the, and, and making balances based off of that, this is something that they used to do in the past with other high-end content. And what did it wind up doing? It wound up making certain classes unplayable outside of that content. And that's, that's a concern, right? Especially with we, we, at the time of this recording, we have what 26 days, 25 days till release. We're getting close. Like that's not a lot of time. And the last time something like this happened was uh, uh, Mr. Pandaria, like between between uh, Cataclysm and Mists, right? And it some classes just wound up being completely unplayable for like an entire content patch. It's that's not good, and I that gives me some big concerns. You, you got to yeah, worry I, about I the rest of the players, not just the high end ones, folks. Yeah, I mean, I've been messing around with the talents and so forth at level sixty, and that's actually something I I was going to segue into because we 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 had a thing to mention about it. Uh, they they released uh, the DPS and pre patch Mythic Faded raids, uh, which is level sixty still Shadowlands content. The content you guys are probably going to see, although I don't know if you're going to Mythics. You might uh, just be doing faded, but even not so, <laughs> they did a thing about the DPS at level sixty in those raids. And I'm not like, this isn't me ringing any alarm bells or anything because like I was going to say before, we don't know what they look like at 70 with all the, the bells and whistles that are going to be the extra talent points, the, uh, the, the abilities you're going to have. But I mean, clearly it's a bit, it's a big shakeup. I mean, Rhett Paladins are in the top 10. What? How did yeah. that happen? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're number eight. Uh, they're wow, above that's Frost just, Death Knights. That's just weird. Um, arms warriors are number five and windwalker monks are number two and affliction affliction warlocks are way ahead of everybody but it's still interesting to see like this isn't in my opinion this is not anything you need to worry about right now but when you see wild swings like the uh the 40 percent health buff and damage taken from mobs and 25 percent nerf to enhancement shamans that that is a that's a big swing. That is a, like 
Blizzard has this tendency to do what Joe likes to call the pendulum. Mm. And this is looking very pendulum-y to me. Like this is, it's hard for me to believe that enhancement shaman need a 25% nerf across the board. Like every enhancement shaman needs that nerf. Like maybe some mythic pluses, there's some trick to enhancement shamans that makes them do tons of damage. I'm completely willing to believe that, but I feel like there must be a way to reduce the damage without nerfing everybody 25%. Mm-hmm. Especially if that damage is based off of uh, those players having gear that a very small selection of them will have. Now, one thing I want to note about this uh, chart, which is uh, up on Wowhead right now, is that, you know, Windwalker Munts are also number two on the list. They've just gotten some nerfs on the beta, Uh, some pretty big ones. So this is going to this is in flux. This is going to change a lot. And the other Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. about doing faded raids right now is that you still have Shadowlands legendaries. And you're still doubling up on some powers. Yeah, like, now you some of your powers yeah. you have as talents, and you still have the Covenant ability. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, that can actually end up with some really crazy stuff. Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna log out of this, and I'm gonna go spec Vinthier, so I can have Divine Toll and my uh, Vinthier Blood Puddle thing. It's yeah, and great. I can have I can have my uh, Chain Harvest, and I can go and get uh, like I can never remember the name of the one from. Uh, bone town why can i not remember <laughs> names of things today well i can't remember i can't remember the name of the vinthier paladin ability it's just a big red blood puddle so that's uh that's that's what i'm saying it's like it looks like one of those bounty commercials where they're like you know bounty can absorb <laughs> even this blood bottle I mean, from this vinthier no, okay, my, no brain has now, my brain has now reminded me that it's maldraxxus but i'm still gonna call it bone town <laughs> yeah i, I you mean, know we knew we knew we knew <laughs> See, this is one of my biggest problems in World of Warcraft. I never learn what anything is called. I just, you know, like I recognize it and I under I can understand it, but I may or may not ever learn the name. So that oh. makes it difficult to explain things to others. Which luckily we don't have to do a lot of since, you know, we, we don't work in a <laughs> field where that would be necessary. Yeah, it's not like we write about World of Warcraft or cover these things for a living. No, definitely not. No big deal. But uh, we should also probably mention the there's a bunch of stuff coming from Twitch as well. Like if you link your account to Twitch, Twitch there's drops. Uh, stuff. Yeah, there's Twitch drops, including the Feldrake mount and some other stuff. I, I've not actually gotten a chance to look at this at all. So I'm just reading the thing that, that Liz wrote here. Uh, but yeah, here's the Feldrake. Yep, you can get that. I didn't see what else you got here. There's um, a, you can get Sorry, go ahead. A Liz. dragon kite pet. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, there's an Ichabod pet, which I forget what that's like a little scarecrow guy. It's a scarecrow okay. that was originally available during All Hallows Eve. Uh, you can get the perpetual purple fireworks, the Feldrake, and the dragon kite. And I think there's a, another uh, pet as well, isn't there? There's a little, the little dragon dude that they were saying at one point. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the picture what it looks like him, but I don't know uh, what it is. So, yeah. No idea. Sorry, but it's happening. <laughs> um, it's it's there are like different days that you need to watch Twitch in order mm-hmm. to get the different things. So uh, load up the schedule. They have that over on Wowhead has it. Blizzard Blizzard has it posted. Uh, the first if, one for the Dragon Fight starts on November fifteenth. So you got some time. You don't have to run to Twitch right now. Although also, you're on Twitch right now, so it's yeah. True. Well, yeah. Also, just as a warning, I know in the past that uh, Twitch has this lovely thing where they have the lurk function. 
um, where it puts you in a, a specific mode when you want to be watching somebody, but you have to step away or do something else. Um, I don't know that drops work with that. So just be careful. One of the things that I really like about Twitch drops as opposed to YouTube drops is that you can go and check how much progress you've made towards them. There's like, if you go into your, into your uh, user information, it's, it will tell you, it's like, oh, you need to watch another hour and a half. Oh, you need to watch 15 more minutes. So you can tell if you're actually, if it's working, if you're making progress. YouTube, it's always like, it's a surprise. Maybe I watched long enough. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for when you guys to say something else and you didn't. So I'm <laughs> leaping in here. Uh, so yeah, one, one last thing to mention before we maybe we'll get to do a question. I, I don't know. I'm hoping they're disabling my uh, from Overwatch. Overwatch yep. 2, sorry. She's being disabled through November 15th, um, which is like, oh, uh, what, what's up with my, the, the bug is the ice wall ability, but apparently with the ice wall ability, you could climb up the ice wall and get into places where yep. you aren't supposed to be able to get to. And then you could basically just ruin fools and they couldn't do anything about it. So Mai's currently out, uh, but she'll be back once they've gotten rid of the wall exploit. And I'm I, sorry, I keep thinking to myself, like, man, I wish somebody in WoW had that ability so I could get to places that I would like to go. <laughs> but, yeah. Go ahead, Liz. The, the interesting thing is that this is not the first hero they've disabled because of bugs since Overwatch 2 launched. This is like the fourth hero, or at least the third hero they've had to turn off for a period of yeah, time. Yeah, the fourth, such, I think. Seri such serious bugs that they're like, okay, this hero is out. And it just, that just seems like a lot. Overwatch 2 has not been out for very long. So it's just a little, hmm. Like I've been watching. According to what I'm looking at here, uh, Mai is the third hero. Okay. The first two were Bastion and um, Torbjorn. Yeah. So why did I think Mai there was a the fourth? Three. I don't know. Uh, possibly because as we speak, a new one's being found and you just don't know. <laughs> you know, yet, the, but... Which is entirely possible because the game has been out for how many weeks now? About uh, a month. Like three? Yeah, so, three weeks seems right, yeah. And each week, at least one hero has been down, so it hasn't had its full complement of, of heroes since it started. I've been watching a it lot was, of... Go ahead. Oh, it was and, released and, on October 5th. Thank you, uh, Lipidermic, uh, Lipidonic. Wow. Uh, and... <laughs> I don't know. Leo, Leo Pleridon. Leo, Leo Pleridonic. Kiriko wasn't available and ranked for two weeks. That's what I was thinking of. So, like, even the brand new hero wasn't... Uh, available at that time it is it is a weird hot mess i've been watching like people like review and and play it and things like that and i it's just riddled with like weird weird things i am very surprised oh. but yeah that's i mean i'm not overwatch 2 had a really rocky road to get to the point where they could release it at all so i'm not a hundred percent surprised that they're having trouble with some heroes and to be fair the kind of thing we're talking about with the wall exploit is the kind of thing that would have happened during regular Overwatch 2 because, oh no, now that's English is tricky here because I can't <laughs> say Overwatch 2. I have to say Overwatch as well. So yeah, but but I, I am not surprised about this. But I think um, unless you guys think of anything else we should be bringing up, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we can actually go on and do some questions at this point. Wow. Let's let's well, a question. Let, let's let's questions. let's try some questions or question. I might have a better time speaking with one of those. <laughs> yeah, good luck for all of us. 
May we all have good luck. Anyway, though, if you have a question for the show, you can email it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch so we know it's for the show. I deliberately didn't steal a question from Joe today. It was there, uh, but I didn't take it. I felt I felt good about myself because I was I was magnanimous. Oh, your cookies in the uh, mail. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to email, but you want to ask us questions, there's the Q and podcast questions channel. Uh, which is for non-patrons, and there's the patron queue and podcast questions channel for patrons. We do look in the patrons one first because, you know, you guys make it so we can have a site, which we like, because otherwise this would just be an annoying thing I made Liz and Joe do every week. <laughs> and they'd be like, why do I have to? We don't even do this anymore. And I'd be like, nope, we're doing it. Podcast every every week until until we're all dead. So, yeah. Um, in the past, we've done various ways to decide who's going to read these questions but this one's a question for liz so i'm going to read it to liz oh uh, vulcan question vulcan. for liz i'm calling a vulcan i'm sorry don't make the rules well, actually I do make the rules anyway vulcan <laughs> uh question for the liz after almost 20 years do you think extended maintenance during pre-patches is something that they cannot fix or some kind of blizzard version of arnold schwarzenegger's accent the guy can speak english with an american accent he just sticks to the austrian one because his fans expect it i mean i think world of warcraft is such a giant game it's such a giant technical endeavor so many servers so many players 18 years of code stacked on top of each other. I I think maintenance is just when you're rolling out a big complicated patch like this, I I don't think it can be helped because it's just such a big complicated beast. Joe, I have lots of opinions on this. Uh it is it is not because they the, the players expect it. I can guarantee you that. Uh, those teams want the services back up as quickly as possible. One, because I guarantee you they've already been working well throughout that night and late into the day that they're currently on and probably into that night trying to get things going and they want to sleep. <laughs> uh, that's just kind of the nature of, of putting services out there. Uh, they want them up and running. Blizzard wants them up and running because player engagement is what drives revenue, right? Even from a, a completely capitalist perspective, if your game is offline, you're not making money. Uh, everybody involved wants it up and running. Players want it up and running. The people working on it want it up and running. So if you see something for an extended maintenance, it's because there generally is no other option or they're being overly cautious because something could potentially go absolutely haywire. There's nothing quite like the original days of WoW where uh, I, some of you may remember this. Some of you weren't around at this time. Back when Vanilla WoW launched, it was not uncommon to have patches go out, have everything go down for two days, get two days of game time credited to your account <laughs> because the game wasn't available for two days and they had to figure out how to roll back the patches. Then it would get released again in three weeks and we would repeat this process again. Uh, they want the game live. They want it working, but sometimes you can't avoid it. And sometimes the safest way to avoid headaches to players is to just not put the game servers up until you're sure it's going to run. And even then, and we've all been part and parcel to it, or we've all we've all experienced it. Sometimes even that isn't enough and something will still break. Right. It's just the nature of things. Trust me, it's not because uh, they want it to be down. It's because they needed it to be down for that time. I agree with both of the things they said. And we're moving on to another question. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from 6K. Uh, this is for both of you and me as well. But question for the podcast Besides Warrior, Shaman, and Paladin, which class should I play for Dragonflight? P.S. Not Invokers either. Uh, Joe. 
Rogue. I'm going to give Rogue some love here. I think that they're not played nearly enough. I think that it is actually a fun class, and I would love to see more Rogues in the world. So you, if you are looking for a uh, a class to play and try out and see if it meets your needs, play a Rogue. It has lots of variety, and it has some interesting stuff, and you might be surprised, especially when you join a group and go, oh, Rogues exist? Because you're going to get that at least more than once. Liz. Um, I'm, I've been really enjoying playing a warlock lately. I've been working on leveling up my warlock to 60. So I have, you know, another alt, which is definitely completely what I need, maybe. And, uh, <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun. I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did, particularly because I've been playing destruction, which I was told is the only warlock spec that exists. So I'm playing it. Obviously, I don't have any other options. It's the that only sounds spec. like you talked with Brent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're good specs, Brent. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I figured I would be really squishy because you're a pure DPS caster, and those can be, you know, a tiny bit squishy. But no, warlocks are practically unkillable. Uh, yeah, that's what I found out. Do you remember every time we would do a dungeon together for the uh, leveling stream? Mm-hmm. Everybody would die, but Alex <laughs> every time because Alex yeah. was on a warlock yep. and everybody would die. And then Alex would just solo the boss the last 5% every <laughs> yeah. time. Warlock was the very first class I played in World of Warcraft. Back in vanilla, I was a, I was a warlock. I was doing molten core and I was, you know, I was doing realm first raiding, which was a big thing back then. That was a big nope. deal at the time. Ban- banishing Gars. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, yeah, and you had to do the Curse of the Elements so that the mages got their damage buff. That was yep. really, I mean, I wasn't like a super good player. Hey, Shaman benefited from that too. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was probably an okay player, but it's like they needed a certain number of warlocks to provide the curses. So there I was up there doing realm first reading. And uh, yeah, now I've come full circle and I'm back to playing this warlock alt. For myself, I'm going to go with my go-to whenever I have to come up with a class other than warrior and, you know, shaman and paladin because I have alts of all of those. Um, Death Knight. They're just fun. I, I, you play Unholy, you can summon an army of dead things. You play Blood, and you can just be a ridiculous tank who just spreads disease and blood everywhere. Uh, even if you're not the most effective tank, it's still a fun, fun tanking spec. Uh, and Frost is at the point now where it's, you know, it's basically the fury of Death Knights, where you can dual-wield or you can use a big two-hander. I, I love them all. Uh, Death Knights are fun versatile fun class they're not quite up there with druids and paladins for sheer you know variety of things you can do um i would basically put the variety thing in druids are the undisputed kings of doing everything in the game then there's paladins monks then i would start putting in shamans and priests uh warriors and death knights but Death Knights are fun. They can tank. They can DPS. They can DPS multiple ways. They're good in PvP. They can grab people and pull them back if they're getting away. They can grab entire groups of mobs with like one grab and pull them all to the center. They they are a fun class. I, I would definitely say Death Knight. Got time for one more? We can give it a go. Okay, this one's from Aravis, I think. Aravis? There's two eyes. What color drag there is the best? Purple. I mean, uh, purple. Black. Purple's always the best color. Black. black and purple are pretty close, actually. Let's, let's bring, I mean, let's, it depends. Let's take it back. Let's it's, let's let's take it away from Deathwing. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with with red. 
because red goes faster. Red does go faster. <laughs> Purple are very That's sneaky. Red true. goes faster. Blue is very lucky. Yeah. Uh, yellow is good for drifting. Or, or or orc rules apply here, right? And I mean 40k orc with a K. I, I was using Fast and the Furious, but sure. <laughs> both. Both count. Oh, boy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure uh, Vulcan and Corn in our audience will appreciate that. But, um, yeah, I think that's basically it. Um, we have actually gotten three questions down. Woot. That's amazing. That's, yeah. uh, that's amazing. We didn't even get to do the, uh, the 1-6K asked about Diablo, but who knows? Maybe it'll come up. Um, but, yeah, I think at this point we are going to segue out because this has been an unusual podcast where none of us can really think very effectively. It's the it's, wrong day. Everything is just not right. I, I uh, Clearly my brain just turns off on Wednesdays. Because I don't think – I think your brain just turns off whenever, like, literally 35 minutes of Hearthstone news drops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hello, Liz. Listen, You're that's fair. Talk a lot that's about Hearthstone. Straight up, that's just fair. <laughs> they just – Yeah, exactly. This is the problem with having 10 games in a trench coat when there's news for your 10 games in a trench coat it's news for 10 games in a trench coat pretty close i mean seriously i'm starting to believe that i, I previously would have said oh, that's hyperbole but i'm starting to actually go no this this is 100 accurate <laughs> like oh that's about that's hearthstone battlegrounds but the new hearthstone hearthstone you know hair management where you, you know <laughs> keeping all your heroes are like good haircuts i'm like curse you if you put transmog in this i'm going to destroy you because <laughs> i'll have to play it uh, but yes, that's that's been the, the podcast. If you've got a question for the podcast, I haven't forgotten you, Joe. I know. Um, you can send it to podcastofblizzardwatch.com with you know email with the subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch. Or you can, of course, go to our Discord and hit us up on the Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel. Or if you're not a patron, the podcast Q and Podcast Questions channel. We love both of these channels very much, like you're our own children. And now, Joe. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance of having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience. See, I don't have to think for that one. That's just automatic at this point. Yeah, I know. I know how it works. But thank you anyway for doing it, and thank you to both Liz and Joe for being here on the day that we weren't supposed to be doing this, but I was sick yesterday, so just had to do it today that's how it works next week we'll be going back to tuesday i hope um this has been the blizzard watch podcast uh thank you guys so much for being here with us and we will see you next week <laughs>